Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Ryan. Let's get into the And the title is Nebraska Jack. Let's get into it, and I hope you enjoy. I feel that I cannot leave Wyoming Territory without describing my encounter with Nebraska Jack and his remarkable family. Frontier Gentlemen. with an Englishman's account of life and death in the West. As a reporter for the London Times, he writes his colorful and unusual stories. But as a man with a gun, he lives and becomes a part of the violent years in the new territories. In just a moment, we will bring you this latest report from the Frontier Gentlemen. Seven mornings a week on CS Radio, the World News Roundup presents accurate eyewitness reports on the big news stories of the day. The World News Roundup puts you in touch with the great news capitals while you breakfast or drive to work. Start each day fully informed. Hear these reports direct from where the news is happening as most of these same stations bring you the World News Roundup. At the top of the day or late in the evening, hear all the news on CBS Radio. Now, starring John Daner. This is the story of J.B. Kendall, Frontier Gentleman. I was on my way to the South Pass District. We were driving through Little Snake Country when the stagecoach in which I was riding developed a hotbox. That is to say, one of the wheels, through lack of grease, had clogged, and we no longer turned. The axle became red hot. And so when we limped into the next stage station, there was no choice but to wait for repairs a matter of two or three hours. I decided to rent a horse, and was told by the attendant that if I rode down to the river, I should pay my respects to Nebraska Jack. Yes, sir. Now, if I was a stranger in these parts, I'd sure want to amble down and make his acquaintance. What does he Do? Do? He don't do nothing right now, except sit around and take his ease. It's what he did that counts, mister. Old Jack. Ain't nothing much he can't tell you about the opening up of this country. That is, if he feels like it. Now, if I was you, I'd buy me a bottle of gut warmer and take it on down to him. Best way I know to loosen up his talking talents. Oh? Well, uh, do you happen to know where I could... Uh, So happens I got a couple of bottles right here. Yeah, old Jack's favorite brand. Never drinks nothing else. I reckon he's about due for a refill. He'll take it real kindly, mister. Uh, how much? Uh, three dollars. Three? Oh, yeah, three dollars. And one dollar for the horse, uh, thirty for the saddle. Don't care about the horse, but good saddles is hard to come by. Of course, you get the thirty back when you bring in the saddle. I see. Yes, sir. Now, you come out back, I'll get you fixed up. Well, how do I find this place? Ain't nothing to it. Just follow the wagon road till you come to a sign saying Nebraska Jack's place, keep out. Here's a trail right down to the river. You can't miss it. Ah, here's a mighty fine little horse. Ain't got nothing to worry about with him. Get you there and get you back. He's just a bit uh, sway-backed, wouldn't you say? Him? Shucks, no. That's just the way he's made. 
That there's a real clear-footed rocking chair critter. He'd give you any trouble, though. You just lay your quirt on his get-up end. He'll do just fine. Just fine. As it turned out, my suspicions were correct. The clear-footed, gentle critter turned out to be what my friend Shorthorn Tom would have called, among other things, a whey-bellied stump sucker. The animal managed to stumble in every gopher hole and over every rock on the trail. In fact, he sought them out. I followed the wagon road until I reached the sign reading, Nebraska Jack's Place, Keep Out. Then I turned off onto the river trail. I had gone about 300 yards when... Um, it's Nebraska Jack, isn't it? You're darn right. Can't you read the sign back yonder? Uh, yes. <laughs> Next one, I'm going to shoot through the water barrel and drown you. Now, wait. I brought you some whiskey. Oh, well, let's see. Here. We keep that bottle in sight. I'm riding this way slow. So easy. Get a move on you. Go. Yeah. Oh, that's close enough. Oh. Stop right there. Oh. I uh, <clears throat> seen you got a gun, Pilgrim. Well, don't you get itchy to use it. Just throw down that wild mare's milk. Mm. You know. <laughs> well, now, that's mighty kindly of you, mister. Mighty kindly. You come down from the stage station, did you? That's right. <laughs> I thought so. Ollie Monaghan, he sent you over, huh? Well, I didn't catch his name. It was the station attendant. Ah. Ollie, oh, that's who it was. Every once in a while, he sends along some young green feller like you. Come out to see the wild and woolly west. Sends him over to see old Nebraska Jack. <laughs> if I'm around, I usually throw some hot lead. Trying to make them feel they're living dangerous. Yeah, I scared one fellow so much a couple of months back he lost his horse. Ended up busting his head again at that tree over yonder. Really? <laughs> Fact. I like to die laughing. Uh, come to think of it, he did too. Buried him under the tree. Well, now, you come on and follow me down to my shack. I'll get one of the women folk to rustle you up some grub. All right. <clears throat> you, uh, you live here with your family? Family? <laughs> Young fellow. You ain't never seen a family in your born days like mine. Uh, big? Big! Oh, I, I lost count two years ago. But near as I can recollect, there's uh, five wives and 17 youngins. Or maybe it's 18 by now. One of the women's fixing to drop a calf any minute. I hope it's a boy this time. Last four have been little calicoes. Come on, let's go have a look, see. Nebraska Jack was a man of at least 70. Although not very tall, he still possessed the physique of a much younger man. His hair was long and white, and a fine, curly beard covered most of his face. He led me to what he called his shack. In actuality, it was more like a blockhouse, which stood three stories high. Situated on a rise above the river, it was quite an imposing sight. At the river's edge, I noticed a half a dozen or more naked children of varying ages. They saw him waved happily, and went back to their play in the water. Uh, you 
You can tie the horse up here. Right. Oh, oh Rosie, we got company. Put on the coffee. I'd offer you a drink, but uh, I ain't got more than enough for myself. Besides, a fellow your age don't want nothing to do with whiskey. Just rot your stomach clean through. Uh, uh, you don't have to say nothing to Rosie about me drinking. Oh, no, no, no. Of course not. Mister, you sure are polite. Are you a territorial senator or something? <laughs> no. Newspaper correspondent. Name's J.B. Kendall. Oh, that's so. Uh, go ahead in. That's my room through there. Did you build this place yourself, Jack? Uh, me and the older boys finished it last year. Of course, the family keeps it growing. I'll, I'll have to be adding, I guess. Where's it, Chuck? Thank right you. Ah, there. Newspaper correspondent, huh? English, ain't you? Yeah. I thought so, yeah. Gee, <laughs> ever heard of an English writer feller called uh, Ruxton? Oh, yes. Uh, he was up in these parts years back. Oh, I see him. Nice fella. Of course, there was mostly Indians around here then. You know, you could go a year and not see a white man. Were you born in the West? No, I come out from Ohio when I was 12. Since then, i done and seen just about everything a man can in his natural life. I'd like to hear about it. Oh, you got a week? <laughs> no, only an hour or so, I'm afraid. No, I've got to catch the Rock Springs stage. Well, I'll just kind of wipe the brush over it. Yeah, I've been a trader, prospector, guide, scout. I've raided and trapped with Jim Bridger. You hear of Jim Bridger, ain't you? Oh, I should say so. And I used to run a ferry across the Green River on the Oregon Trail. I killed Indians and white men. I still got two bullets in my leg and a piece of ute arrow in my backside. Oh, along about 15 years ago, I was... Getting on past 60, I figured it was time to settle down, get me a wife. Trouble was, <laughs> I drifted away the Indians so long, I felt more like them than my own kind. So I up and married one. Oh, fine woman. But I thought you said that, that, that you had five wives, wasn't it? And that, that's right. But I didn't wed up with them all at once. First wife, she was Rappaho Nelly. She got kind of lonesome for woman company, so her cousin come to visit her. That was Mary. That was the second wife. Then there was Piney and Mandy and Rosie. Two Shoshone, one Ute. And, uh, and, and they all get on together? Uh, well, sure. <laughs> Ain't no reason why they shouldn't. Coffee in Nebraska. Well, that's just fine. Kendall, I want you to meet Rosie. This here's J.B. Kendall, Rosie. Hi, this is, uh, Nebraska. Say, now, I, I, I plumb forgot, Rosie. How's Piney doing, huh? She calved yet? I told you before, Nebraska, no talk like that. Piney have baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she have baby yet? No. Soon. Oh. Maybe tonight. Uh, uh, where's, uh, where, where's Nellie? She downriver looking to your trap line. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, what about Mary? Nebraska, you getting old in the head. You disremember everything. You send Mary and Mandy to fetch in sheep. That's a nightly for God. Nebraska. <coughs> huh? Let me smell breath. <coughs> Whiskey! Where are you hiding? Oh, no, no, Rosie. No, no, we Rosie. Ah, I find. This Kendall. He bring it? Well, I... I no I, whiskey. I, How many times I tell you? No whiskey. He drink one of these days. He cash in his chips. No whiskey, Nebraska. You hear? Mm, yes, ma'am. This Kendall. 
He's safe for grub. No, no. Thank you very much. I'll have to be going. Oh, no, no, no. You don't have to do that. Why, Rosie here, she fixes the best chuck you ever said it to. No, me. no, really, the coach. Uh, you uh, got your baggage up there at the stage station? Yes, and... Uh... Oh, shucks, I'll get one of the boys to bring it down for you. You take the next coach out tomorrow. Sure, sure, you stay overnight. Oh, wait, we got plenty of room. Well, it's very kind of you. You hear that, Rosie? Don't he talk just fine, real educated. Now, you send one of the boys in, uh, Little Jack. Little Jack plucking chickens. What you want with him? Oh, what about Ben? Ben cutting wood. Joe catching fish. Mary's Pete building dam. Nellie's Pete helping. All right. I guess I'll just have to do it myself then. Do what? Go with Kendall up to the stage station and fetch in his baggage. Oh, no. No. I know what happened. You go to station that Ollie Monaghan. He sell you whiskey. Oh, no. Rosie, it ain't so, I, I swear. Uh, Kendall. Oh, no. Kendall, you wouldn't even let me smell the bottle now, would you? Oh, no. Well, I'm sure that I... There, 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 you see? Now, Kendall here, he's English, and when he gives his word... Oh, well, Rosie, you ain't got a thing to worry him. <laughs> oh, no. Kendall go to station himself, fetch baggage. You stay here, Nebraska. You can't ask a guest to do that, Rosie. It ain't hospitable. Well, there's no trouble. I don't mind in the least. Uh, 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 what do you figure he's going to say about us in his newspaper? We make him go fetch baggage his own self. Don't matter what he say. I know read any house. Now, you hold on, woman. I got patience, but I tell you, it's thinning fast. I'm the head man in this here house, and I'm telling you. I'm a-going with Kendall to fetch his baggage. You go to stage station, get drunk. Who says I'm... When you I'm... come back, you'll be sorry. Who says I'm going to get drunk? Tonight. Wife Piney having baby. All right, all right, all right. Me and Kendall will be back before dark. You remember what I tell you, Nebraska. This is the last time. You drink whiskey. You no have woman. You no have kids. You no have nothing. Although I tried to dissuade him, Nebraska Jack insisted upon accompanying me. He must have known what was in my mind, because by the time he had saddled up his horse, shown me a shortcut which took us five miles out of our way to the stage station, my coach bound for the South Pass District had already gone. We went into the waiting room. Well, that's the way things, see. Something told me there was a deceitful thought in your eye. Yes, sir. You was going to take off in that there coach and leave me high and dry down to the river now, wasn't you, <laughs> I must admit the thought did cross my mind. I figured, so you know what I done? I made you miss your coach. That's what I done. <laughs> hey, Ollie! Yeah? It's Nebraska Jack. Right in, Jack. <laughs> now, where's he keep that whiskey? Jack, why did you want me to miss my coach? Why? Well, I'll tell you. As long as I'm with you, I'm safe. Safe? Well, that's what I say, boy. Because when I start in bending an elbow, there's no telling what happens. Sometimes I just get plumb sleepy, and other times, well, sir, I, I, I just go on the warpath. Ain't no sense to it, but I like to get mad as a bear with two cubs and a sore tail. Yes, but I still don't understand what I've got to do with it. Well, you, you heard what Rosie said. If I come home drunk, you heard. Yes. Well, I'm going to just let you keep an eye on me. You're going to hold me down. And as soon as you calculate I've had enough, you're going to take me on home before I get drunk. What happens if you don't want to go? Well, don't matter what I want. you got to make me. You heard what she said. 
No, no, no. You give me your word. You, you'll do it. All right. Uh, howdy, Nebraska. Ain't seen you for a spell. Howdy, Ollie. Say, uh, my friend here, he wants to buy a bottle of your red eye. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, how's the wives, Nebraska? Oh, fair, fair, fair. And the kids? Oh, they're just fine, fine. Oh, keep it in the safe now, huh? That's right. Only two bottles left, Nebraska. You want them both? And I, I, I guess water. You, you figure, Kendall? Uh, frankly, no. Uh, you just put it to the side, Ollie. We'll start with one. Sure, Nebraska. Oh, that'll be four dollars each, mister. Four? The last bottle was only three. Yeah, but this one is two weeks aged. Best in the house. Wait a minute, Nebraska. I'll, I'll get some mugs. No sense of you drinking alone. <laughs> sure. Well, don't you give none to Kendall. He's too young to guzzle. Besides, he's promised to get me home sober. And that's just what he's going to do. Ain't that so, Kendall? Wherever the Red Cross serves, you serve too. You help the family whose home is lost by flood. The young soldier far away from home, the housewife learning home nursing, the youngster who wants to swim. Yes, wherever the Red Cross serves, you serve too. Support your Red Cross. Contribute to the Red Cross for members and funds. Answer the call. Join and serve. Exactly one hour later, Nebraska Jack and Ollie Monaghan had demolished one bottle of what must have been the most violent whiskey in Wyoming territory. Monaghan had almost completely lost his voice and was trying to sing a song that he swore his mother had taught him. I found the words were somewhat obscure. Nebraska Jack had a peculiar gleam in his eye and was viewing the other whiskey bottle with great interest. It stood on the table beside my elbow. Uh, are, are, are you married, Kendall? No. I'm married, Kendall. I taught him to talk English. Uh, it's the worst thing I ever done. Now they think like a white woman. Oh, that's worse yet. Uh, let's open the other bottle. No. Well, you don't touch me. <laughs> you think I'm going to get drunk? <laughs> you are drunk. Oh, well, that is a lie. Well, Nebraska, you know what your wife said would happen this time. I'm going to tell you something about my wife, Rosie. Oh, she's the worst. Uh, I'm going to go home and I'm going to scalp her. Right now, I'm going to scalp her. If you want my opinion, she'll end up scalping you. They all will. Uh, uh, Rosie's a ute. Now, I got a piece of ute arrow on my backside. Never trust the ute. They want to ruin your life. Hmm. What about the others? Oh, they're all right. Nellie, Mary, Amanda, Piney. But that Rosie ain't fitting for a woman to be so mean. You hear how she talks to me? Oh, give me that bottle of whiskey. Nope. I'll get through with you. Your kin won't be known you from fresh hides. Now, come on, come on. Give me that bottle. Don't you want to be able to see your new son? What new son? Piney. She's going to have her baby tonight. <laughs> You know, Kendall, I'm bad news. I ain't even worth stomping on. Facts. Ain't right for a father to carry on so. All them 
kids at home no pa to set them on the right trail. All them good wise are fixing and a fussing over me. I'm just a no good walking whiskey vat. How's uh, about a drink, partner? Sorry. Uh, he's my pal, see? Partner. Oh, not you, you sidewinder. You trying to get me drunk? I got me a home with all them fine wives and kids. You know, Rosie will make them all pull stakes. She's you, she'll just do it. Come on, Jack. I'll take you home. You can sober up on the way. Uh, it ain't no use. New baby won't be no boy. It'll be a girl, another girl, sure as you're alive. That'll make five girls in three years. No, sir, fellas, I ain't the man I used to be. I might as well get drunk. Open it up the bottle apart. Open it up, Kendall. No. Now, don't you go getting me frothy, mister. I don't particularly care if you foam at the mouth. I made you a promise, and I intend to keep it. Although I have no idea why I should, you are going home. I'm telling you, give me that bottle. And if you don't, I'm going to wrap your arms about your neck and give you the strangle. Hang up his eye, Nebraska. Clear his plow. Now, you, my friend, are a bad influence. Go away. <laughs> All right, Jack. Come on. You shouldn't have done that, boy. You're itching for trouble. I'm going to have to hold you down a mite. Come on, draw. I'm not going to fight you, Jack. Draw, you sniveling long-eared wood pussy. I'm giving you a chance to fill your hand. And if you don't do it, I'm going to shoot you down like a sick coyote. I won't draw. Come on. No, go on, shoot. Say your prayers. <laughs> Say Did you hear that? Yes. Uh, uh, a boy. That, that's what she said, wasn't it? That's what she said. A boy. Now, that surely is a something. You better go home and see your son, Jack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I reckon so. Say, you figure me for a pretty big fool, huh? Mm, I think it'd be an idea if you put away the gun. No, I'm just an alkaline old man who ain't got the sense I was born with. At least, I'm getting sober mighty quick. That's good. You know, I'd take it as a kindness if if, if you'd ride with me. Oh, no, I don't think so. I, I ain't saying I blame you, but it'll be a pleasure to have you see the noon. Well, if I won't be in the way... I... In the way... Mister, with five women and 18 kids, how are you going to be in the way? Go on, let's go. Nebraska Jack was completely sober by the time we arrived. The newcomer was of incredible size, weighing, I should judge, at least 14 pounds. The image of his father, with a patch of curly black hair and a pair of immense lungs, his bellowing lasted far into the night. However, I was able to forgive him. Considering his parents had done me the honor of naming him J.B. Kendall.
Frontier Gentlemen was written, produced, and directed by Anthony Ellis and stars John Daner as J.B. Kendall. Featured in the cast were Joseph Kearns, Jack Moyles, and Virginia Gregg. Join us again next week for another report from the Frontier Gentlemen. Bud Sewell speaking. This has been a presentation of otrwesterns.com, and we hope you enjoyed. Please take some time to like and rate our shows in your favorite podcast application. Follow us on Facebook by going to otrwesterns.com slash Facebook. Join in the conversation by going to otrwesterns.com slash Discord. And don't forget to send us an email, podcast at otrwesterns.com. This episode is copyright under the attribution, not commercial, share like copyright. For more information, go to otrwesterns.com slash copyright. Have a great day, and again, thanks for listening.